following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me savior! From the one. It is Robinson, and he is in for a Commander's touchdown. Yeah, baby. From the 17, Powell steps up, takes off, inside the 10, the 5, touchdown! Now, those were the highs from yesterday. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast, coming to you from the DraftKings Studios. Delighted that you are with us after preseason game number one. And both Sam Howell and Brian Robinson making a mark in that game. Two of the rooks playing well. Some highlights, a couple of obvious lowlights, and we will get to it all. We're going to hear from quarterback Carson Wentz, who I thought equated himself fairly well yesterday. We're going to hear from Antonio Gibson, who may have a problem that needs to be dealt with, Ron Rivera as well, and a one-on-one interview with Charles Leto Jr. So, welcome in. We are glad that you're with us. Don't forget, you can find us on the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com website, as well as iTunes and Megaphone, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. All right, let's get into it as the Commanders drop a 23 21 decision in their first preseason game of the year to the Carolina Panthers. Final score, of course, means nothing. The fact whether you win, whether you lose these games mean nothing. What matters is the individual situations and how everything went. So let's dive in and hear and talk about what we saw. Maestro, cue that dramatic music for me, will you? All right, let's start with Carson Wentz, uh, because that's obviously where this team is going to go, good or bad. And I thought Carson Wentz played very well, considering everything that you have to consider in the first preseason game with a new team. Carson Wentz looks like a starting quarterback out there. I I wasn't watching every play with kind of one eye covered. Uh, again, nothing against Taylor Heineke, who has, you know, the heart of a lion, just doesn't have the arm of one. Um, but for the first time, since I can remember, you're watching a guy directing the offense that looks like a modern NFL quarterback. And we've talked about this before. He's got the size. He's got the arm strength. I thought he went through his progressions well. There was uh, his second completion to Armani Rogers uh, in the first quarter there. He hung in the pocket well, looked off a couple of receivers, and 
and and and made a nice pass. And th- I think that could have been against the Carolina's first team offense a good drive had Antonio Gibson not fumbled two plays later. The scoring drive that Wentz had uh, when when the Commanders were down ten to nothing. Carolina had a lot of its twos in on defense. It had a couple of ones that were rotating in and out. So you 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 know you can look at it and say, well, it was against a lot of the backups. But yeah, that's what you would expect a starting quarterback in the NFL to do against a preseason second, mostly second defensive unit. I would expect him to move the ball down the field and score, and that's exactly what happened. He hit. Terry McLaurin's one completion was on that second Wentz, or the third Wentz series, I should say. That third Wentz series hit McLaurin on a 16-yard route. Um, He had one to McLaurin in that drive that was incomplete. But again, I liked the play because he looked off his first receiver and then went back to Terry. Uh, And there was a defensive holding uh, call there anyways that gave the commanders a first down. Next play, Brian Robinson in for Antonio Gibson, four-yard touchdown run, or a four-yard run that gives them, I guess, did it give them a first down? No, they had a first down there. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of going through my notes here extemporaneously. Um, also on that drive, you know, he had a nice pass to Curtis Samuel for an eight-yard run. Samuel looked good. He had a completion of J.D. McKissick uh, for 15 yards, again, on the same drive, and then before I mentioned Robinson, uh, pushes it in, uh, punches it in uh, for the run, one-yard touchdown run there to make it 10-6 Carolina at that point. And if you're Antonio Gibson waking up today, man, oh, man. I mean, that the thing I was thinking during the first half was, could the day have gone any worse for Gibson? Fumbles on his second carry of the game, gets pulled, Brian Robinson comes in and just has a monster of a quarter. You know, 26 yards rushing and a touchdown. I don't think that's going to cost Antonio Gibson his starting job per se, but I got to think he's on a short leash here for the rest of the preseason. Now, for Antonio Gibson, that's not good. For the commander's offense, it's very good. Think about it. If Gibson works this fumbling problem out and I know it's getting a little dicey to where to if he is but if he does you gotta what a hell of a deep running back room Gibson uh, Robinson McKissick not to mention Jared Patterson who scored and Williams and everybody else this is <laughs> this is a pretty good de- this is a pretty good running back room now so um you know while you don't like to see the fumble, you do like to see what happened uh, What happened after it. Uh, Ron Rivera talked about that, and we'll get to that in a little while as well. Um, let's see. Some of my other notes as I go through it here. Uh, Fedarian Matthews, uh, Mathis had uh, a real nice rep where Daniel Wise is sacked. I think you can credit a lot of it to Mathis because Mathis's pressure let Wise uh, get the sack on. I want to say at that point it was um, it was Sam Darnold that was in the game, but I liked what I saw from him. Uh, 
and then of course uh, there's Sam Howell, and Sam Howell had as good, if not a better, exhibition season debut than Brian Robinson. Played the entire second half and played really, really well. Howell finished the game nine of sixteen for. 145 yards, and a quarterback rate in 86.7. Uh, contrast that to Carson Wentz, who was 10 of 13, 74 yards, and an 89.9 rating. Sam Howell looked like an NFL quarterback in there. Uh, I'm still a little concerned about his when height. safe drivers safe for not answering their phone. I'm still a little concerned about his height, but he seemed to, it's interesting, he's not much taller than Taylor Heineke. But he seems to be able to use what he's got a little bit better. Um, much stronger arm, obviously. I'm a little, you know, worried about, you know, is this team going to keep three quarterbacks? Can it afford to keep three quarterbacks? That's going to be really, really interesting to see these next two weeks. Uh, but I thought Sam Howell equated himself very well. Remember the thing about Sam Howell. Before... Last season, going into last college football season, Sam Howell was top 10, maybe top five pick. Yeah, there, were, there were people that saying he was the first quarterback off the board going into last year. Now his draft stock fell because he did not have a very good, relatively speaking, senior season. And North Carolina in general had a disappointing season last year. Uh, but that's because he was running an entirely new offense with new skill position players. You know, he lost Deami Brown and everybody else that he had on the outside. You see him surrounded, obviously, with better talent, as everybody here is in the NFL, and he played well. And, you know, not only those 145 yards throwing, uh, but he ran for he ran three times for 19 yards as well, including that 17-yard touchdown. That you heard showed some really good arm strength. I thought um, that that throw to Kelvin Harmon, where Harmon uh, bobbled the ball and stepped out of bounds. You know he was trying to go back shoulder there. I thought he he dropped that in nicely. Um, had a couple other throws. I thought right on the money. People uh, his receivers didn't seem to be waiting on the ball a whole lot. And again, I got to go back and look at the tape a little more carefully. But I, I thought it was a very very um, I thought it was a very very impressive debut. For Sam Howell. Speaking of Sam Howell, you know what? We got to we got to catch up with him in the locker room. So um, let's go ahead and take you down to the locker room. And we are one of the few independent podcasts that are going to do that for you. And uh, so our our locker room sound here with Sam Howell. You're going to hear uh, our good friend Michael Phillips and myself uh, asking him the questions here. Uh, so let's talk with Howell and hear well, how he felt. Uh, about week number one of the preseason in his first action. Oh, it was good, man. It was good just to be out there my first time. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun to play football again. You know, we've been you know, practicing hard, working hard, so it was just fun to get out there and play real football. Take us through that touchdown, a little, little fake out there and, and a juke move? Yeah, I was just trying to make a play for my team. Uh, you know, I had a lot of really good players around me, and we are moving the ball well um, there at the end, so I just try to, you know, tuck it and make a play for, for my team. Chance to come back late there. I, I know Ron was hoping to put you in some situations, and, and you got one. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a cool experience uh, just to be down in the fourth quarter and I had to you know put some drives together at the end. Um, so it was definitely a good experience uh, my first game. What were your expectations coming into this? Uh, I just wanted to try to do my best to execute every single play, um, and I think I definitely you know left some plays out there um, that I'd like to have back. Um, so I'm just gonna try to 
go back to work this week and get better for next week. I, I know it's just preseason, but after what you and the offense did in the fourth quarter, is it tough to look at that scoreboard and not see the yeah, I mean, on top? Yeah, I mean, every every game you're part of, you want to win. Um, and, and that's our mindset, whether it's preseason or not, we want to win. So, obviously fell up short, um, but a lot of good things we can build on off this game. Just from start training camp to today, how do you feel you've grown within this offense? Yeah, I mean, I think just the more reps I get, you know, I can only um, continue to grow within the offense. Um, so it was just cool to get my first true game experience in. Um, and so it was a lot of fun out there today. How is it different from, you know, college to in a preseason? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely a lot flat, faster. Um, the players on defense are just a little bit faster. You know, the windows close faster. They break on routes faster. Um, so you really just got to challenge yourself to be on time and really be perfect um, to do good in this league. And like I said, I think I did some good things today, but I definitely left some plays out there. Um, so I'm going to try to get better for next week. You know what? I lied. It was all Phillips. I, I can't take credit for any deep questions there. That was That was all a Philly production for us all right uh let's uh let's go uh to the head coach ron rivera at the podium after the game uh, yesterday and uh didn't miss words you know first time out uh what he liked and what he didn't like in fact he was fairly succinct about it um first question you know obviously out of the box uh his opinion on the game told us there were some good things and some bad things as you might expect well, I was I was pleased with what we, we got on the offensive side. First of all, on, on, on kickoff, you know, we we can't we can't if we can't get the ball side the twenty down. Okay, that, that that was a little infuriating for me. There was no excuse for that. I mean, if we're going to return the ball, we got the ball has to get outside the twenty. You can't keep your your offense starting inside the twenty. That's the first thing that bothered me. Second thing is, you know, you got an opportunity on second and long uh, when you're in defense. You got to keep in second long. You have too many third mediums to short. And, and that was one of the cruxes Jackson, Jack and I talked about. Um, and we talked about during the game. I mean, it, it, was, it was obvious. You get to second line, then we get to third and three, third and four. Can't do that. that that's too hard, and we've got to be better. And that's one of the things that we talked about. And Antonio, last year, first part of that year okay. especially, had some fumble issues, lost the ball today. I'm curious just your take on that. And He's got to run hard. Was that no, Antonio's got to run hard. You know, he, he, when he starts to shuffle and go sideways, that's when he struggles. Okay, so when he goes hard, and we saw that when he came back in the second half, he put his shoulder down and ran hard. That that that's what he's capable of doing. And that's when he's that's when he's at his best. So we talked about that, and very pleased with the way he came back in the second half and ran the ball. Problem is that that's been a problem for Gibson the last year, year and a half. It's not running hard. It's not hitting that hole. Quite honestly, the way we saw Brian Robinson hit it yesterday. Can that be fixed? I'm not sure. You know, you want it to be because Gibson can be so explosive. But you start to wonder now, especially, you know, when you when you see what Brian Robinson can do, do they start looking for another role for Gibson? Because, again, you want his game-breaking ability there. But what if, you know, what if Brian Robinson keeps this up during the preseason? I mean, you saw what can happen when Gibson puts the ball on the ground. It, 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 you know, Carolina comes down to kick a field goal their first drive. Commanders get the ball back. Two plays into the drive or three plays into the drive. Gibson fumbles on the 19. Now all of a sudden, a 3 nothing game that could have perhaps been tied, maybe even been 7-3 Commanders. We don't know. All of a sudden, now they're staring at a 10-point hole that they don't climb out of until late in the fourth quarter. You know, and the defense can't stop. Carolina coming down the field on the last drive, some, some you know, 
stupid penalties there and stuff. But nevertheless, you know, it's because of that. Carolina's got a chance to kick a field goal uh, to win the game. So you, you've really got to wonder what the deal is and, and can they fix it. All right, uh, here is Gibson in the locker room after the game. We were asking him about the fumbling problems, and to his credit, well, to his credit, two things. Number one, he stood there and talked and you know talked about it, confronted it head on. Number one, number two, said that it's it's on him, and he's just plain old got to get better. Yeah. Uh, just got to hold on all the way down. Uh, had the ball security, got low to the ground, and you know let up. So uh, just got to you know have it all the way up to the ground. Anything you take out of the performance as a whole for you guys? Uh, everybody looked good. Um, you know, everybody came in, uh, performed. He got his opportunity. He looked good. He got in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 1-4 looked real good out there to me. And, uh, you know, just team effort got to come out with a W at the end. Where, where do you go from here in the next week? Um, just keep um, critiquing at the crowd, you know, trying to get better. Um, that's it from there. What, Antonio, I mean, what what goes through your head when you have another play like that? I know it's frustrating for you because you're working. It's frustrating. Can't have it though. Uh, you know, it's a big time, big game league, and uh, you can't have it happen. Uh, so you know what I'm saying. I can't do nothing but uh, move on to the next play, uh, correct what I need to correct, and you know, keep moving. Take a break. When we come back, Carson Wentz and our one-on-one with left tackle Charles Leno Jr. That is all next as the Bob Matthews podcast continues right here. Hockey Podcast Network. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to a grand. If it doesn't win, you're going to get another shot to cash in so you can throw down all the major action for baseball golf mma and more plus same game parlays spreads money lines over unders and props your betting options feel endless hey don't forget coming up next weekend guess what's back the premier league that's right premier league starts next weekend ton of soccer games on deck you can put some money down on that if you feel like it and again if those bets don't win. You've up to a thousand in free bets if one doesn't win. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw all your cash whenever you want. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777. Or you can go to ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit required. 
required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And amazingly, you know, we about another month or so, we're going to be talking about training camp for the Capitals. Looking forward to that. Darcy Kemper in goal. we got a Stanley Cup champion, a current Stanley Cup champion goalie. It's coming to mind the Nets for the Caps this fall. Ought to be exciting. All right. Uh, Charles Leno Jr. was good enough to sit down and talk with us after the game. So let's hear from the commander's starting left tackle. Like you might expect, some good, some bad. It is a work in progress, but overall, generally, and he should be pleased. You know, how did how did it feel out there? The, most of the first unit together, you guys had a nice drive there second yeah. time around. Yeah, it was good. It was just good to get some plays in, good to, you know, be in there with the guys. It was fun. Um, you know, a couple of new new pieces on the offensive line. You Chase Ruye not back yet. You guys feel? How do you guys feel like you're you know you're meshing out there? Oh man, uh, Coach Masco does a good job rotating guys in all the time. So um, every single guy needs to just be prepared like they're a starter, and that's how we roll. Coach Matt has, I mean, he's done a great job with this line since he's gotten there. You guys have, you know, been really consistent. There's no drop-off. What, what's his secret, do you think? I think, that's, I think that's part of it, what I just said. Just making sure you're rotating guys in, always keeping guys prepared, and let them know, like, you, you have an opportunity to be a starter at any given point. So if you have guys prepared like that, then anything is possible. You know you can just go in there and roll and be a part of the group. What do you guys feel like you got to work on in practice this week? See you later. Um, working on a practice this week, you know, just continue to be, get better. It's a process. It's a, you know, it's a process. You know, it's not a, a marathon. I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you just got to keep working every single day. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep, and that's what they plan to do. By the way, that's what we plan to do uh, this season is uh, bring you a lot more. Now that locker rooms are back open and we're able to do it, we want to bring you a lot more of that one-on-one content with the players after the game because that is what you haven't been able to get the last couple of years. Everybody's been at the podium. We're able to have that one-on-one interaction with the players after the game. So uh, expect a lot more of that this season. We're very excited about it. Carson Wentz, of course, as your starting NFL quarterback, one of 32 in the world, him you hear from the podium. However, we did talk to Wentz, and um, here's what he had to say um, after the game. Again, it's preseason game number one, um, but he's liking what he sees so far. Yeah, I thought uh, it wasn't perfect, um, but it was good to kind of get our feet wet a little bit offensively for one uh, slower start, unfortunately. But uh, I thought that third drive was was good for us to to kind of get out there, stay on, stay on the field, convert some third downs, um, finish in the end zone like that. Uh, so as far as that went, I thought that was okay. Obviously, a loss is never fun, but uh, I thought there's a lot we can learn from on both sides of the ball that uh, that were good for us. Again, I thought fairly impressive. He moved the ball, um, and they scored. And that is not something you can say uh, for every Commanders preseason that we've seen in, in recent memory. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, Commanders now off 
today. They're back at it tomorrow with film study. They're back on the practice field as they get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs next Saturday. We'll talk to you later in the week. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, we're white.